Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. Let the financial fun begin. In the book of Proverbs, King Solomon writes that seeking after wisdom is the wisest thing that we can do. And that's really our mission here at the Wiser Financial Advisor podcast and as our role as fiduciaries, as certified financial planners, investment advisors at Keystone Financial Services. That's what we do for our clients is really try to learn from patterns of success and patterns of failure for people who have come before us. The collective experience that we've got decades worth at Keystone allows us to be able to look at a lot of other situations that we've seen before and help you make better decisions about yours. So today we're going to talk about two really important topics, and that is especially important for people over the age of 62. As I say that, I realize that I'm only 15 years away from that being me, <laughs> but it happens to the best of us, right? We're all going to get older and need help at some point. But important for people over the age of 62 to name a power of attorney and also a trusted contact for your investment accounts. Now, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an estate planning attorney. That's somebody that you probably should visit with because um, I'm not giving you legal advice here. I'm just telling you what I've seen and what a lot of our clients have done to protect themselves. Also, something that Sarah and I, my wife Sarah, has done with our stuff. We've named powers of attorney and trusted contacts, other people, in case we're not around for some reason. Now, Let's start with the basics. What is a power of attorney or a POA? Why should you consider setting one up? Well, power of attorney is a legal document that gives someone that you choose the authority to act on your behalf in case you ever become unable to manage your stuff, your financial affairs. This could be because you get sick, you get injured, uh, could be just because the gradual process of aging. It could be at some point, maybe you're not able to do that on your own. And again, that's very typical, especially as people get older and older, they do get to that point where they're going to need some additional assistance. But keep in mind that the person that you appoint as your POA can make decisions about your money. In other words, they're acting on your behalf, meaning that they're kind of standing in for you and making decisions about your money, your property, your investments, and to make sure that everything is being properly managed if you can't do it yourself. Uh, that's important, of course, to to decide who that person is going to be. And we'll talk about that because it's got a lot of gravity to it. They can manage all your stuff. Now, why is this so critical? Well, without a POA, if something were to happen to you, your family might not have to go through a lengthy and expensive court process just to manage your stuff, your financial assets. And that can cause a lot of stress. Of course, many of you have been through this with family members that you've had to kind of step in and handle their stuff. Now we're talking here about you becoming incapacitated, not passing away. So this is for some reason you can't manage your own financial stuff. And what you're doing is trying to alleviate the stress, the complications during a really difficult time anyway, by having this document in place. Having a POA in place is a proactive step to avoid some crazy scenarios that could be very stressful for your family. So the second piece of the puzzle is naming a trusted contact in your investment accounts. And that's a relatively new concept, actually, that many financial firms, including ours, have started to embrace. In fact, that's actually a legal requirement now that we offer to put a trusted contact on your account. You can decline that and not do that. But we do highly recommend that you name a trusted contact. You're saying that we can reach out to somebody. 
accountability. If the trusted contact is somebody we can reach out to, if we suspect fraud, if we're unable to get in touch with you for some reason, so the trusted contact won't be able to access details to manage your investment stuff like your POA, but their role is being a point of contact in case we're concerned for some reason, we get concerned about activity on your account or your well-being, that that person is somebody that we can reach out to at least as an initial point of contact. It could even be that we're talking to that person to find out, do they know, do you have a power of attorney? Does this, does this person have legal estate documents that they'd be able to provide so we'd be able to talk to that power of attorney? So with the rise in financial exploitation and scams targeting seniors, and that's one of the reasons, again, why over the age of 62, because the odds of having some kind of diminished capacity go up after that point, and more than likely, you're more and more susceptible to we'll call them the bad guys getting in and trying to get you to fall for some scam. So we're really trying to prevent against that. And by having that trusted contact, by having a power of attorney, by having some other people involved that can help to prevent that stuff. So let's talk about who to choose as your power of attorney or trusted contact. This is somebody that you should be able to trust implicitly because basically they are in a fiduciary role, more or less. So you've got to keep in mind that the person you appoint will potentially have access to your sensitive information, be able to make decisions. So it's really essential to choose wisely with most power of attorney documents we'll find and this should be something that's drafted by an attorney of course or using some kind of a, a service like legal zoom that has had attorneys review the documents at least so you're able to make some great decisions and make sure the right language is included in there so it's also important to have a conversation with who you're naming i think that's very important and often doesn't happen sometimes people we found are kind of surprised to know that oh i was named as power of attorney and all of a sudden i've got this responsibility. You need to let them know what you're doing, why you're doing it. You don't have to share dollar amounts. You don't have to share all the details of your finances, but you do need to be able to share so they are aware. And of course, so they say, yeah, that's okay. I, I would be able to do that for you, but also so you're able to lay out what would be expected of them. So it's not a role that should be taken lightly. Some people say, you know what, my life is busy enough. I'm managing a business and a family and all kinds of other stuff. And there may be their own personal finances. They may not have the capacity or the desire to step up and do that. So it's very important to have that conversation. You can name a backup power of attorney. And again, you should visit with your attorney about that. But a backup power of attorney means that if for some reason you name somebody and maybe they had passed away, or let's say that, uh, you know, for whatever reason they say, you know what, I'm, I'm just not up for it, then it would go on to your next person, maybe your next trusted contact or your next power of attorney who will be able to step up and fulfill that role. Uh, many financial institutions allow you to add a trusted contact through your online account. That's very easy. You can just contact us if your accounts are through us or by contacting your financial institution. Very, very important to think about that. So if you're listening to this and you're over the age of 62, I highly urge you to take these steps seriously. If you haven't done either one of these things, uh, something to start thinking about. If you think that you've already done it, it's good to go back and read those documents because more often than not, I talk to clients and they say, yeah, we, we've got some estate documents, but they're really old. You know, they're 20, 30 years old when our kids were little or something like that. And they have a read through on those documents themselves and they realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe we named so-and-so to do that. Could be somebody who's passed away. 
could be maybe a sibling that had passed away or even a parent that had passed away, which effectively means there's nobody named and uh, that would need to be changed, of course. So I, I do highly recommend if you have estate documents, go back through, just read them through yourself and make sure they still make sense before making changes or figuring out what to do next. So you've worked really hard to uh, basically get financial security, get financial freedom to build up your wealth by setting up a power of attorney and naming a trusted contact. Really, you're helping to ensure that that security continues. And in this world that we're in right now, it can't be emphasized enough how many bad guys out there, how many pitfalls are out there that could part ways with you and your money. If life throws bad stuff your way and that is going to happen. I think to all of us, we know that. We know that there's going to be all kinds of great stuff that happens. There's going to be some terrible stuff that's going to happen. And in the case of being incapacitated, we want to make sure that we are set up and that we're protecting our heirs as well. This is not just about us. It's also about reducing stress and helping people out that would be there for us or could be there for us in the future. Also to reduce expenses, reduce mistakes. There's all kinds of things that can happen. And oftentimes, as the case of somebody is incapacitated, it could be very sudden in the case of a car accident or a sudden uh, injury or, uh, you know, all, there's all kinds of stuff, right? We could play all kinds of scenarios, but it's really important to have these things in place. We also like as financial advisors to have copies of those things. If you could provide us copies, that's even better in case something happens. So I hope you found this information useful on today's episode and we'll take these steps to protect your financial future. As always, if you have any questions or if you need our help navigating these processes. Don't hesitate to reach out. Best way to get in contact with us is just our website at keystonefinancial.com. And I also love to get feedback. If you could do us a favor and give us a rating, we can't tell you what rating to give us on your favorite podcast service, but quick subscribe, give us a rating and also give us any feedback that would be helpful for episodes for the future. Remember, the wiser we are about our finances, the better our financial futures are likely to be. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week and God bless. We love feedback and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes and help us promote the podcast. And also subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favorite podcast service. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.